Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Justice League trailer drops Saturday. Wonder Woman gets a rating. And who the hell are these people on the show with me? Today on DC Movie News. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's DC Movie News. Anything. Anything you want to roll with. It's the DC Movie News. That's right. With the DC Movie Crew. Musical episode. The program that you choose. Like the flag. For your DC Movie News. Hello and welcome. I am here with you. I look around and I don't know who is here and who is who, but it's DC Movie News. Wow. That's right. That was a little extra player. Hey, that's Rob. Welcome to the all-new, all-different, all-musical episode of DC Movie News. Here with a crew that you may or may not recognize. Um, some people you might recognize. He's been on the show before. He's a host. He's a musician. He's a restaurateur. He's a father. He's a fan of DC Movie News. He's Bobby Bachnar. Hello, hello. Thanks for having me today. Appreciate yes. it, Betty. Uh, also, actress, cosplayer, uh, now frequent member of the DC Movie News crew, would say, like, she's definitely moving up the ranks to a more regular position. Uh, the lovely, the gorgeous, the Wonder Woman top, black skirted, bottomed <laughs> Elena Jordan. Hello and welcome. Hello, thanks for having me back. Uh, finally, we have joining us uh, DC Movie News Virgin, literally flew in just for this. He knows Johnny LaQuasto. He has a, uh, a podcast called, what's it called? The Screen Watchers Guild. The Screen Watchers Guild. Check him out. Paul Ponte. How's it going, guys? Woo, Let's welcome. Talk about DC. Hello. Wow, you're like a newer, <laughs> differenter, hairier Johnny. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, so welcome, everybody. Thank you for for gathering. Roxy Stryer is in Barcelona. Mike Kalinowski. What's that? Barcelona. Barcelona. Exactly. You have to say it like this. And I told her to bring me back some of the pimenton. The smoked <laughs> yeah, paprika. Go, right? yes. Oh, so good. I actually was in uh, Spain a couple of years ago. I'm out of the paprika, though. It didn't last. Um, so uh, Mike Kalinowski is doing some kind of acting thing. Johnny, do you know where Johnny is? Is he doing comedy right now? He's doing comedy somewhere. Probably got, saving lives. Saving lives, doing comedy Making on the road. Laugh. So they're all fine. Find them at Mike Kalinowski, at Jay Quasto, at Roxy Stryer. Uh, wish them love. We'll try to get through this without. Not a ton of news this week, but right off the bat, something pretty exciting. This is one of those days when you get up on a Thursday and you're like, what are we going to talk about? Oh my God, thank God. First I see Justice League trailer. Turns out it was just a tease to a trailer that's coming Saturday. A trailer of a trailer, huh? Which is what yes. we do these days. Yeah, that's the new thing. Um, was Prometheus like the first time you can remember that happening? Yeah, wow. I can't remember before Prometheus. I remember Prometheus. What a huge deal it was. You saw a little bit of that trailer. And, and now, then it became like the promo photos that was 
a photo of the teaser yeah. of the pre-trailer. Ooh, well, let's tease this. Let's take a look <laughs> if we can. Uh, we have some posters that were released today. A couple of pretty cool uh, Justice League posters. Uh, and then you have these teasers. And I guess we're going to get individual teasers. But the first one we saw this morning was featured Aquaman. Mm-hmm. And then I saw one a little bit later that had the Batman. The Batman, yes. The Batman. With a brighter, uh, a brighter bat signal on his chest. Oh, good notice, good eye. Um, so now, but this is still the more standard costume. This isn't the second yeah. costume with the goggles, right? Um, so is that is that just the Batman? And then the, here's the JL, which is awesome. Yes. Looks great. What do you guys think of these posters? I'm excited. Yeah, everything about the look of this is uh, is right on so far. Nothing is uh, striking me off. Um, and we'll take a look at the teasers as soon as you're ready. Just let me know when we're ready to take a look at the teasers. Let's look at the uh, uh, whichever one first. Uh, Again, these are just like little 15-seconders. You ready? Okay, so let's jump right in. (laughs) (laughs) You shall not pass. (laughs) Sticking with the icky thump. Love it. Yeah. Rock and roll, baby. As a musician, how do you like the uh, white stripes pulled it out? Yeah, well, especially Icky Thump. That's just like one of the top ten greatest rockers of all time. It just pulls it out and brings you right into the movie. Is that, um, is that, um, in that weird solo part, is it like a a, a bag? Is it, uh, what is it? Bagpipe? Is it bagpipe? It sounds like it. It's like electric bagpipe or something, right? Crazy. Uh, And then we have one with Batman with a really... Sick shot from underneath, oh, like, right? So good. I know it. I know. So, oh. I know. Paul's a fan because I just like. I was like, ooh, yeah. That was the one shot of the day that gave me a fail. So whenever we're ready, we're gonna take a look at. Oh boy. Yeah. Oh. There it is. Damn. Yeah. I'm not too crazy about the opening shot of Bruce Wayne. What, just because he looks just miserable? Cause he's, no, because he like looks to the side, almost like a comedic effect. Oh. I don't know, it seems weird. I don't know, it didn't seem comedic to me. It just seemed uh, like, I, coming I, soon, bummer. I will say, when we saw that first little trailer from like last year, I really like... I liked Bruce Wayne already like more in those couple of seconds I saw than I liked him in all of Batman v Superman. So I'm still optimistic there. Um, I gotta say I'm still nervous like with all the news recently. Like how long is he going to be Batman? Because we all like him as Batman. I like a crazy person. I I was pausing every second of that thing. And uh, when he's shooting at the Batmobile, it looks like it's a parademon flying at him. Oh, so. That's good. Point that's, that out. That's 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 right. Right. <laughs> Break it down. Yeah, style. He's saying I'm like, not oh. crazy. I swear. Paul's here to say, "Hey, Johnny, my friend, how are you? I'm, I'm not going to take your job just because, like, uh, I'm. Oh my god. Well, I mean, what can we extrapolate from just seeing the Bruce Wayne shot in that instead of you know the other? We're seeing heroes, and the only alter ego we're seeing in any of them is is Bruce. Bruce. What does that tell us? Well, I mean, I'm thinking you know the characterization of Bruce is going to be up at the forefront of this show because. Uh, you know, it, 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 Batman v Superman ended with hopefully Bruce coming back to a status quo. He has hope. Every like uh, summation of the film so far says it's about reinvigorated with hope and everything. He's going around as Bruce Wayne, and Bruce Wayne is a cool freaking character. So I hope we see him going around doing what he's got to do. We saw that great and interplay it's been with Affleck, the Flash. and because there is so much buzz right now too, I think they're kind of like, hey. Don't forget, Max like, whatever happens, he's still Batman in this, so mm-hmm. go see this. 
Yeah. Please. I, it's it's funny because it's it's like sad the the recent stuff that happened with him as far as like oh you found out you had to go to rehab yeah and, and then but then like as a half DC fan also it's like but that part of me is like. Well, that's why he's not directing. It's not because he doesn't want to be right. Batman. He wants right. to be Batman. Like that's 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 he what just I go wants to. Be the best Batman yeah. possible. But that undershot of him is just amazing. That's glorious. That's like straight out of a comic book. That's perfect. <sighs> I mean, but every other DC movie, the trailers have these great moments in them. It just depends yeah. on if it lives up to that. Um, do you guys think with all the the reshuffling that's kind of happening and like, I mean, it's interesting because at this point, let me ask you, go down the line. What is what is officially the movie that goes into production after Aquaman? Officially. I hope it's the Batman. I mean, I don't know that it could be, but, but, but I ho- if I, fingers crossed, it's the Batman. I think I would love for that to be the case, but I don't think it will be. I think that they're going to wait and they're going to take their time, which right. I think and actually would be probably Shazam. be better. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think Suicide Squad too, honestly, well, because but- they're... Aren't they already in production? But this was kind of my point. You're all giving me opinions. The fact is, (laughs) the only one that's in production is Aquaman. And there is no official announcement Mm. about what the next one is. Uh, Now, we have a a story uh, that Warner Brothers wants uh, another property in production this year. This kind of broke kind of like right after we finished our episode last week. And the idea was, which seems unlikely to me, that they wanted to get another movie in production in 2017. Which... Certainly makes sense. They should get another movie in production. Elena, do you know which films they're looking at right now on the short list to get into production after uh, Aquaman starts? It's looking like it's either going to be Gotham City Sirens, The Flash, Green Lantern, Suicide Squad 2, or Dark Universe. It's not exactly a short list. (laughs) 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 Doesn't it seem like the surest thing on that list is Suicide Squad 2? I mean, that seems like the one that they could bank on the most. And I feel like that's one that they could easily, you know, like even though the reviews weren't super great for that one, they made so much money off of all. That's the, what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I feel like everything. the priority is to is to to make money, right? Mm-hmm. And so out of this list, you know, Gotham City Sirens doesn't have that name recognition yet. The Flash has got the TV show and is doing really well, mm-hmm. but I don't know if there's that that theatrical draw that Suicide Squad 2 is going to get. And yeah. you, could, you could bring Suicide Squad 2 down to a more street level, too, which is easier to film, easier to write for, yeah. as opposed to being like, this is the end of the world Flash movie. Let's try to get all this special effects and everything done in time. To Paul's point, I, I would pe- put my money on, like, the Sirens or the Suicide mm-hmm. Squad 2. Mm-hmm. I mean, it sounds like Matt Reeves is going to go into production in 2018, uh, fairly early in 2018, like after he finishes all the press and post-production for the Apes movie, which opens in the summer, then they probably go right into pre-pro on on um, his Batman movie, and and then for a, an 18, you know, to start on that. So I don't think that'll be next. Next, um, Flash seems unlikely because they still just because of all the stumbles. But I guess if they're going to keep a script, potentially. Um, but you know. Who knows where that project is right now? So that's why I'm hoping um, we're going to get some news as to what's going on with DC. Now, it's no coincidence. Is WonderCon happening this weekend? WonderCon is next weekend. weekend. Okay, so we're actually getting the Flash trailer a week before WonderCon. Uh Uh-huh. So there's also an announcement that DC is going to have some new footage at WonderCon. It's presumed it's going to be Justice League. Justice League is what everybody is assuming, which I'm going to be there, so... Oh, you are? Yeah, I'm going... Excellent. Are you going go to the Wonder, oh, you gonna go to the Wonder Brothers and thing? See, yeah, and see what it is. So. Excellent. You think it'll I'll be another behind-the-scenes thing? 
I, I mean, they just said that, you know, that they're going to be promoting Justice League at CinemaCon later this month. So since they're going to be at WonderCon, yeah. people are just kind of assuming that that means that they are going to release some footage. But it just says, get a sneak peek at upcoming films from Warner Brothers, New Line, and DC Entertainment with special guest TBA. Mm. I would be surprised if you don't get like a scene from Justice League, yeah. something we haven't I think seen. So. You know, give us a cyborg scene. Give us some cyborg meat. Get us excited for him. I say. I well, if you need to get me excited about anything, it's cyborg. That's the <laughs> the thing that I'm least excited about. Although I'm sure it'll be interesting and good. Uh, but yeah, if that's what if you if you think you want to cash in on what you know is going to be good, then Superman, Batman, right? Uh, Wonder yeah. Woman's already getting so much press because of her mm-hmm. film. Uh, but yeah, maybe beef up the Flash and uh, Cyborg characters in whatever the sneak footage is. Is it possible that because Cyborg requires you know a lot of post production and a lot of effects that maybe that's why we've seen a little bit less or we didn't see a lot in that first trailer? That would make sense. I mean, that's really all we've seen. But also I think the it's recognition more just too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah, you're gonna kind of highlight the characters that you know people recognize right off the bat that you know the true fans are going to come to see Cyborg but if you just ask somebody off the street they're going to go what? Yeah. Hmm. So you think most likely if they show a scene it'll probably be a Batman scene. I don't well I feel like because it's WonderCon and because it's a con that they're really playing to the fans so I could see a little bit more Cyborg potentially for this one because they know that that would get the fans amped up here. But anything they do at WonderCon is going to go out onto the net immediately and try. That's I mean, true. it's really part of a bigger marketing but they, yeah. plan. Because, but they want the they want to show the fans cheering. So yeah. if we show this character mm. that maybe not be may not be as recognizable to the general public, but this is a huge room of people going, "Yes, we finally right. get to see this." Then people go, "Oh, well, it's the same mentality as if you see a long line, people." Go and stand in the line and go, what are we in line for? Soul Asylum said, nothing attracts a crowd like a crowd. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it would make sense that that would be where they would release a little bit more footage of a character that we as diehard fans would be in the room. We're getting some see. comments in the chat roll about the Cyborg movie. This is a film that hasn't been mentioned in a while. I would be shocked to find that Cyborg is still on the slate as yeah. a Cyborg film. I wouldn't be surprised if... Well, I, yeah, not until they at least introduce him. They, they're not going to hype him up until they do that, which is why I wouldn't be surprised if the, the scene that they show at WonderCon is that rooftop scene we heard about that they did a set visit for. Oh, that's a good point. Because it has that all of them sense. up on the roof. It right. has Gordon. It has yeah. everyone there. We already They're not going to give anything away because they've already mentioned that scene out into the public. Ladies and, and gentlemen, Paul Ponte. That's why we New and strong. <laughs> I don't know. I just wouldn't be surprised. I could be completely wrong. Uh, no, you can't be completely wrong. Otherwise, you will be crucified by the internet. <laughs> oh, you no. cannot be wrong. This is going on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so it's it's pretty interesting. I think you know the biggest problem with shared universes post Marvel was announced. You know, they, and all the studios are doing this. I'm not just blaming Warner Brothers. You could blame Fox for this. You could blame Universal. Is announcing so much stuff up before the demand is created, mm-hmm. like saying, "Oh, we're going to have all this supply," and not naturally creating the demand. So it's like, yes, us fans are in love with the characters from their incarnations that we know. But you haven't made um, moviegoers who are not familiar with all these characters crave this Mm -hmm. and demand more. And that seems to have been the biggest problem with knowing which way to proceed because they didn't really know what people were craving. Yeah, they just like in BVS, it's just like, let's throw parademons in there. And me and you and all of us are like, ah! And then, but the regular person's like, what was the goggle thing with wings? Right. What, what happened? Right. Why? It's, so. Yeah, it's a lot of allusions to things and less fully conceived plot points, really. But 
I don't know. I mean, I feel like it's potentially getting better, I hope, yeah. considering they're taking the time to really make sure that they assemble teams for these movies now. Well, that's just, what gets me nervous. To I, circle back on what we were talking about before, now, assuming, and chat roll, I'm, I'm very curious to hear what you guys have to say about this, uh, as in everything else, especially Sky Patterson. Um, what Do you think it's likely that even if they do get, say, the most street-level film into production in 2017... How does that come out in 2018 when you've just moved Aquaman to December? So conceivably, even if you start doing, you know, you go into production in July, right? Um, And then you release the film. I mean, like, so like 14 months would be uh, um, August or October. So that would be very close to another film. Do you think that's possible? That they could turn around a film in 14 months like that? I mean, it's, it's possible. How good will the film be? Yeah. Well, and, and that seems it's possible, com- but maybe not advisable. Yeah. Not advisable, and that seems contrary to the idea that presumably the reason they've taken time is now they want to, you know, they brought in a, a, a new, you know, head of of, of, the, of the studio, mm-hmm. and that they're they're trying to, you know, start fresh. So it seems like it would be counterintuitive, and yet. Well, do you trust your ship's captain, or do you not trust your ship's captain? I need to know the name of the captain first. Yeah. I'm not sure I know who the captain is. Which That's the problem. Is, is right. like With Marvel, everybody know. knows right. who the captain is. Here, we're like, oh, well, he's got some authority, and he's got serious story input, but we brought this new... You know, like, the, the difference is Marvel Studios' only job is to make Marvel films. Mm-hmm. This is not like, oh, this is Marvel Studios' uh, Academy Award uh, consideration this year. They only do one thing. This is Warner Brothers that does everything, right. and this is a leg of Warner Brothers. A lot of fans have suggested, like, why didn't they start DC Movie Studios? Uh, and at first I was like, oh, why would you do that? You're already Warner Brothers. But now I kind of think that's not a terrible idea. Well, that's what makes me laugh, like those think pieces where people are like, oh, they should fire the head of Warner Brothers <laughs> because people didn't like Suicide Squad. And I'm like, so he doesn't get any credit for the Harry Potter or Lego, anything like that. <laughs> well, just that, so you know, he that, got credit yeah. for the $750 million it did. Yeah, you know? exactly. I mean, that's really but, bottom line, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, even the fact, I give Warner Brothers credit for acknowledging that things need to be changed while things are making money which is what Sony did so well with Spider-Man like now mm-hmm. you, you know Spider-Man like Amazing Spider-Man 2 still made like seven, made Suicide Squad money but it was still a downward trajectory and they, they're thinking long term so you gotta give them credit for at least trying to change it and not transformersing it so but I think that kind of goes back to the whole new internet generation of fans directly being able to say their input and be able to say this is what we want so now they're able to really garner to people who are saying, I will give you money if you do this. Right. Please well, do this. And yet, the slippery slope there is, if you give me exactly what I asked for, what's, where's the surprise? Where's the fun? Right. Yeah. Well, that's why you have a team, which I think it would be a great idea to have a separate division that's just DC movies, because then you would have a team that has an overarching idea that all of these things would fit under... And so everything would be its own individual movie, but would also fit within the universe. And I feel like right now Warner Brothers is just going, okay, well, you know, cinematically we saw a lot in Wonder Woman that even looked like Harry Potter. You know? And you're like, okay, we get it. Like, you do very good movies, but we also want to make sure that these films make sense in our universe, not just the Warner Brothers universe. And that's why this news is worrying to me, because that's the line we got was... Listen, David Ayer only got six weeks to write Suicide Squad. Right. So sorry mm-hmm. it turned out like that, but things are going to be different. And then now they're like, but now we need to pump out another one before the next. And I'm like, wait, what, what happened? I, you know, 
I think they. I think I'd like to take from that story that they want to get another movie in production in 2017. I, don't let that mean that you need to get a, a second one out in 2018. I mean, they probably have a stack of scripts. To be fair, they probably got like a billion different writers in Hollywood that have just given them like here's Spec three scripts. different Suicide yeah. Squad sequels. But you know, I, I heard Bob Iger uh, was reading the quotes from him today. This guy who they can't get rid of, Disney won't let yeah. him go. He extended his, his tenure a year because he's making money on all fronts. Disney oversees Pixar, uh, Marvel, Star Wars. So they were talking about how, yeah, well we set out, we acquired Lucasfilm. We plan out you know, seven, eight, and nine episodes for Star Wars. Now we're discussing the next 15 years. That's how you have to talk about it. You have to plot out story if you're mm-hmm. going to really do it like that for 15 years. The problem is, Star Wars, you know what it is, essentially. You know yeah. the secret sauce that is Star Wars. Now, how can you make stories for 15 years that apply to that? I don't know that DC Films knows what that secret sauce is yet. Well, I feel like... What Star Trek did was, because I have a friend who wrote for it, uh-huh. they would every writer would be given the Star Trek Bible. And it was, whatever you write has to fit in this universe. This is what makes sense in our universe. This is what we're adhering to. This is the version of this that we have. Mm-hmm. Make sure it fits. If it doesn't, you're out. Right. And I feel like if DC would start crafting things that was almost like, here's a Bible, maybe not as specific as that, but make sure this fits in here. Don't do weird-ass stuff that... People are going to be like, what yeah. are you doing? Like the Vince McMahon notes for the WWE. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what is that? Johnny. Oh! <laughs> uh, the Vince, Vince McMahon has these notes where he's like, any story person, you cannot let a character do this. You cannot let a character do this. You cannot let it... And everybody has to write to those guidelines. So do you think that's why uh, they, they have trouble keeping directors on these big projects sometimes? Because, like, you know, you look at the James Bond world where, you know, in the last 15 years, you know, directors have been given creative license to to kind of spread their wings a little bit. And I think we started seeing that in some of the Marvel stuff. But do you think that they're being confined too much? That's the trade-off. I think think it's a little bit of both. The problem is because they don't know what the secret recipe is yet... It's it's this and that. Like if I know what it has to be, then I can dis- I know exactly how much freedom to give you or to not give you. And then I think the problem is that they're bringing in these creators saying, like, "Oh, we want you to make your movie," and then their overall plan is still being formed, and then it doesn't drive what that director wanted to originally do. That's the only way I can account for losing, you know, Fukuyama and uh, and uh, and uh, any of the other directors that we've lost. Maybe- Maybe that's why they got Matt Reeves because they learned from all those other directors. And they and when Matt Reeves said, "I want to start the story from scratch," they went, "All right, fine." Yes, yeah. well, exactly, and that's why I think he was in and out and out. And that's also what I think that ha- kind of happened with James Wan. I'm really interested to see how James Wan's story straddles sort of the before and after. Like, it's going to be interesting. I'm, I'm very hopeful but cautiously optimistic for both Wonder Woman and Justice League because they were all from that initial fart of movies, right? It was BBS right into Justice League, right into Wonder Woman. Well, if I was James Wan, I would just have Momoa there. And then when they come and he's like, these guys got notes for me. And Momoa would be like, you got notes for me? Yeah. 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 Watch me throw an axe real quick. (laughs) I don't know. You look, you can kind of swim next to Momoa. Like, you look like you could be one of his Uh, movies. Maybe for about a second before he immediately jets ahead. You'd be like, all right. All right, Arthur. I'm going to do recon. I'll catch up with you. Be on the beach with a margarita. I'm like Momoa after a really bad knee surgery. (laughs) And he's been like on the couch for a couple of years. Oh, by the way, anybody is uh, welcome to bust into song at any time. Time during this, okay. I don't want. I didn't mean to, you know, 
to stop this you. This is so. the musical episode. Yeah, this yes. is the musical oh, episode, no. so please. Flash just... cannot have all of the glory. We will burgle some as well. That's right. Yeah. Um, and we'll talk about that a little the bit later. The glory burglars. Um, That's the... our band name. Right here. What is it? What are we? The Glory Burglars. We are the Glory Burglars, bringing you DC movie news. Um, so Logan was a huge hit, and it was rated R. And um, Deadpool was a big rated R hit, yes. but but they were both good. They were both. Really they were both good. really That's good. Sure, yeah. they were really good. <laughs> this is all to let you know that Wonder Woman has received its official MPAA rating, and it will be rated PG thirteen. That yes. couldn't have come as a shock to anyone. No, no. surprising no one right, exactly. no. ever. Yeah. No, especially, I mean, if this is going to be a little girl icon, you don't yeah. want a rated R movie. Yeah. No, they're hoping this is going to be a real four-quadrant film. I've, I've said for a while, I think that Wonder Woman, because, of, you know, this is one character that, is, you know, you're going to have, like, your, your dudes excited about it, too. Like, the girls here are already like, yeah, we know Wonder Woman. But you're going to get more guys wearing those Wonder Woman shirts. In fact, when you're done with that one, could I... <laughs> yeah. I could wait we'll till train. after. We'll absolutely we'll switch. switch. Um, so yeah, so no surprises. We shouldn't save that for off camera. You're right. <laughs> if we want to get some some more views, that's right. what we need to do. Well, every time that trailer plays in the theater, there's like a buzz you can feel from the Wonder Woman trailer in every theater yeah. I've gone to. Like, and because more it than, looks amazing. Yeah, people are really into it, and uh, you know. But then again, the rated R thing that doesn't really affect anything because I saw, mm-hmm. I saw Logan twice in theaters. Yeah, and I'm gonna yeah. say there was each time there was at least a kid who was like eight. Yeah. <laughs> which I which I just looked at their parent like ah please no my, my my parents definitely took me to those movies once it got to be like the, 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 they were weighing like the morality of hiding stuff from me versus mm. like paying for a babysitter <laughs> and I think every time they're like uh, whatever so I would thank my mom and dad I got to see so many rated R movies as a child you know but that that violence in uh, Logan uh, was horror movie level. I mean, that, yeah. that was legit. It's intense. Oh, Slow, slowing yeah. it down. Yeah. Excruciating. Oh, my God. Yeah, I saw it twice in the theater. I yeah. saw it three times, actually. What am I saying? Yeah. Was, but but that's a character so that lends itself to that violence. We've been waiting for that violence for that character the whole time. If I, you know, an R-rated Wonder Woman Doesn't that's rated sense. R for violence, would uh, <laughs> why would that exist, you know? Stop, Diana, please. Oh, that's right. <laughs> the chat who are saying DC needs to be rated R but I don't <laughs> think that Wonder Woman is the one no, that no. should be R rated no. especially because this is kind of you know for this generation the debut for this character like she's kind of right out of the well, gate for this one almost all generations movie wise so yeah but in 10 years true. you could see a Batman R rated movie for sure you, oh, yeah. so? you could see a Joker R rated movie huh. I think you could see a Logan style Bruce Wayne movie for sure I don't know if they would ever I'd be really surprised if any of those big big marquee characters go rated R I, I don't know that they need well, to be I think maybe Logo R rated animated Lobo. I could, what's that? Since we're already seeing R-rated animated, I feel like it's a natural progression that maybe not immediately, but I think maybe it's maybe possible. in the course of like seven years. Yeah, I mean it's definitely possible, but I, I don't. I mean, yeah, you're right. I mean they did just do it with that animated, but still, that's a, that's still a smaller release, and that was it was it is more niche theaters than... one night, but only because of that Fathom event. It wasn't right. like that they, it was a wide release. That just, I mean, you could do it with Lobo. I could see you do it with like Dark Justice characters. I could see doing a real like Swamp Thing kind of thing, perhaps. Wait, you like Swamp Thing? I do love I Swamp Thing. <laughs> I'm alone. Do you think they would do the Dark Universe? In my swamp. Yeah. Um, People are saying that Suicide Squad 2 should be rated R. Suicide Squad 2 is going to be an R-rated musical. I'm pretty sure. (laughs) I don't think that there's any way Suicide Squad would be rated R because of the merchandise. Because they're going for that yeah. younger audience. They want people to buy toys. They want people to go to Hot Topic. They want people to buy all of the limited edition 
bobbleheads. I'm curious to see Hot Topics profit share before and after <laughs> the release of Suicide Squad merchandise. I'm I telling really you, like... it's they make a lot of money off the merch, even if the movie doesn't do as well. They, I mean, I feel like there's no way they would do an R rating Excuse me, for I'm, that reason. I'm sorry, I... And the Academy so Award winning Suicide Squad. Right. I, apologize. Award-winning. I apologize. Award-winning I apologize. Proper due. Which makes me think, I know we, I didn't write this down on the list, but David Goyer, someone back me up on this, wasn't, didn't it just come out that he was writing and possibly directing yes. the Green Lantern Corps film? Yeah. yeah. I, I, looked at, I looked up his, uh, his biography and I had seen a couple of things he'd done, but nothing huge. I think it was... That as far was, as directing. Yeah, yeah, directing. But I mean. writing. Right. No, I he's mean, written everything. Yeah. Um, so... I would be kind of surprised if he's the final, if they gave him writing and directing, you know, uh, but, you know, you've already got your foot in the door as the writer, you've probably got a leg up over some other guys, um, but he wouldn't be my first choice. What do you think of that, given how Last Green Lantern was? Oh, yeah, well, the problem is David Goyer's best work is, is always writing with someone else. Yeah. It's always like writing with Chris yeah. Nolan or something like that, so right. I don't really know which ideas are his and right. which ones are... You know the other person. If he's taking ideas and fleshing them out, maybe. Yeah, and th- I just think with movies like this, you got to if you're going to take a chance, it's you take a chance on an indie filmmaker who's like, you know, like a Colin Trevorrow, like they did with that, as opposed to someone who's like, I'm a writer, not really a director, but I'm going to do it, I guess. Here's the thing. I, I, this is a, a thing where I think studio matters. Like, I, I would be curious to know what really happened with that DC Green Lantern film because you have Greg Berlanti who wrote it, I think. And mm-hmm. Martin Campbell directed it, who had just directed the best James Bond film right. I've ever seen. The only one I, mean, I really I really cared about. I've never been a big James Bond fan, because um, I grew up in like the Roger Moore era, and the, and the Sean Connery ones were like old movies when I was a kid. But like, you know, then, then comes this Casino Royale, so like, you have Berlanti, who I think he kind of knows DC, you would say. Mm-hmm. I mean, he literally has nine shows on the air. Um... So do you think that that was like the studio and are, are they just in a different place because it's like 10 years later? They or? might not have known what to do with it then. I mean, think of how far it's come since then. You know, that's, that, was a, that was a rough one. But uh, there, was undeniable, yeah, there, was, there was undeniable <laughs> talent involved, but sometimes that's just not enough. Peter you know? Dew says Gory was attached to direct the Green Arrow Supermax movie, which if you've never heard, do you know what that concept was? Is that the prison? Yeah. Yeah, I heard about that. What a... Bug nutty concept. <laughs> if they would have introduced a character that you've never seen before, but then like in this his, his breakout film, first time Green Arrows in a movie, they had him in prison in a breakout film. Like what a freaking weird idea. But that's where that's where I think you could really uh, do well with a secondary character. You know, uh, that wouldn't work for Green Lantern. You know, he's higher up on the thing. But, uh-huh. but if you pulled out that kind of thing with Green Arrow to get excitement about him, that it wouldn't cost as much as you know one of these huge huge interstellar things uh and you might get a little breakout think about that you know think about that small smaller film with character that's what logan is really Mm -hmm. that's what deadpool is that's what these that's what you know it wasn't just that those films were rated r it was that their budgets were lowered to lower expectations which allowed studios to take a step back and allow it's it's just that too many cooks thing sometimes it's just like too many ideas and like you could have talented people that don't mix together and make like a super group necessarily right. yeah. like you're not always going to get the traveling Wilburys every time out you might okay. get uh, insert you might get I was just try, I'm just, just you startling. might get the Ringo Starr all-star yeah, band right, right, exactly. <laughs> talent for days but yeah. you don't need to see them twice yeah, yeah. exactly <laughs> um, okay get creative freedom but make sure that it's focused okay um, yeah. uh, let's, let's talk about okay so here's another thing we kind of brought up last week so 
The Matt Reeves news everybody's excited about. Uh, pretty much unilaterally, unilaterally, I would say. Um, but someone who's not sure about his future with this is um, uh, Joe, Joe Manganiello. Yeah. Yeah. Joe Manganiello, who we saw in the test footage, looking like a badass Deathstroke. Matt Reeves is going to take over, you know, not necessarily putting Deathstroke in his film. Well, the, this is all based on that one interview clip, right? Yeah. Did you see it? I did see it, and I, I feel like we might be making mountains out of molehills. You know, it's like uh, he might have, he might, they just, might just be in transition. But the truth is that test footage and Joe, that's a pretty powerful combo. And I wouldn't be surprised if he's just, he just doesn't want to get too excited before it's all. He didn't down. say no. He no, just said, um, maybe we'll yeah. see. What do you think? Yeah. I'm curious as to what you think's going to happen, because I, I have a pretty I think good idea be Oh, you have a good idea. Well, no, no, no. I just have an opinion. But you think it'll be Deathstroke I, in the Batman? I do. Okay. What do you think? I think so. In the Batman? I think so. Okay. What, do you th- what are your thoughts? I think he'll either be it in the Batman, or if it comes out first, Suicide Squad 2. See, I think the Nightwing thing seems like such a... Because it's like he's going oh, against the yeah. father figure that is Deathstroke, sort of. I guess. But he could he could do that for sure, But and it wouldn't surprise me at all. But that we're just extrapolating from that one little sure. interview. No, and I it wasn't know. like he's, he's, he was like, uh, well, you know, things well, just are Well, it sucks going. because he was being a really good company guy, mm-hmm. saying like, you know, everybody else is giving so much credence to rumors, and what are that, and we're starting, you know, we're starting filming now. I was wrong about that. We're starting filming a little later. And he's like, oh, oh, uh, I don't know. And then, like, I, I kind of feel bad for the guy because it makes him look yeah. like, a, like you know, like... Well, like, I mean, it makes sense for him to not commit to one thing, saying one way or the other at this point for that reason. Like, now he's being told it's being rewritten from scratch, I so... I got a heads up of, like, hey, we're not sure, but... You know, probably, maybe. Right. So yeah, we're we're gonna take care of you. Just we're not sure how. Which I, I think exactly. Which I, I think that's what's happening, and I think he honestly doesn't know what's happening in the Batman movie, especially if they're reconceiving it. And it may or may not have Deathstroke, but I think somebody at Warner Brothers was like, "Listen, you're at Deathstroke because you know the guy passed up a lot of other yeah. jobs yeah. for this." And yeah. they're probably saying, "Look at this list of all of these other movies that we have as well." This is all the same universe. We will put you in something, and you've been, you know, he's been a really big advocate for this film throughout all of the changes. So I feel like they're. They're going to make sure that they take care of him. And I hope it happens because the second he got cast, the first thing I thought was, why hasn't he been snatched up by another franchise yet? Mm hmm. I'm glad he's in this. Yeah, he's one of these guys, like those couple of actors out there that just look like comic book characters. They have those impossible proportions, like Cavill, like Manganiello, who Manganiello was, uh, he was a Superman contender at some point. Well, Army Hammer's been in the mix, you know? I, well, mean, I still oh, yeah. believe it's going to be... Those, those teases but by Henry Cavill? I definitely think he's <laughs> Come on. But you wonder why he hasn't already, you know? Why? You know, he seems like an easy one to snap up and put him in somewhere, you know? You know, I, I, I'd like to believe maybe they're not right. going to announce Army Hammer. I think they're going to announce him either at WonderCon, Comic-Con... Or, I think it'll be Comic Con. I don't think WonderCon's big enough. So, but then the question is like, who? Which kind of lantern is going to show up in the Justice League movie? Because I know some lantern is showing up. There. Yeah. And is it going to be a human or is it going to be an Abin Sir? Again, I don't know. Um, but yeah, you got to think some kind of lantern, right? In Justice League. Yeah. yeah, but I don't think they'll mention at WonderCon purely because they don't want to put anything over on over Wonder Woman yet. I think they want to they want to keep True. message so right now yeah. Wonder Woman Wonder Woman Wonder Woman and then after that comes out then they're like hey by the way look who's the Green Lantern so I wouldn't be surprised if you get a Wonder Woman scene mm. you get hey you know last week we released that trailer let's watch that 
Justice League trailer again at WonderCon, and then maybe a, another scene. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I, 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 and, and then I don't know about like announcement about what's the next film in production, because I would think that by Comic-Con, you would have that second film in production mm-hmm. already. So maybe that could be announced. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that they're going to announce it at WonderCon. What the next film to go into production will be? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think it's going to be very Wonder Woman heavy. Like, they even have okay. those billboards of WonderCon with Wonder, Wonder Woman on yeah. it. Yeah. Because it is it's called WonderCon. Yeah, and they're pushing the footage aspect of it. You're and right. they wouldn't be pushing the footage aspect of it if it's an announcement of, we haven't shot a frame. Right. You're right. Maybe Shazam something. Yes, Shazam, please. <laughs> That's what I want so bad. I never thought so I'd be bad. like, finally, so like, just now I'm begging for Shazam. What did you think about the Black Adam rumors that they're going to do a Black a Adam standalone? Solo? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I would watch it, though. You know, The Rock is infinitely watchable. And mm-hmm. I, I got to tell you, I thought Rock was going to be perfect as Shazam, really. You know, he could carry off that boyish thing and all that. Yeah. Uh, but I'll watch it. I'll watch a Black Adam. Uh, standalone. I've made the comment so many times in, in this very chat room. Okay. And uh, Johnny loved the comment because it involves wrestling, of course. Okay. And, okay. It, and it was John Cena. Oh, yeah, I like this. Yeah. John Cena as Shazam, mm-hmm. The Rock as Black Adam. Yeah. And then they coincided with a WrestleMania we- release date. Of course. And they fight each other a couple weeks before it comes out. I mean, yeah. it's it, it's perfect. It is kind of perfect. Well, I'd watch it. I'd watch it. I don't know if John Cena has the chops of The Rock yet. I, uh, but he's very Rock funny in what chops. he's been in. Yeah. yeah. He was really funny actually in Sisters, which is not a, a, a widely seen movie. Was he in Sisters as well? Yeah. yeah. He was in Sisters also. Well, he was, and he was good in Trainwreck, right? Yeah. Um, he was. But. Yeah, Jeff Dunn says Captain Marvel. What are you talking about? Captain Marvel's Brie Larson. We don't. We don't. (laughs) Captain Marvel is verboten in DC Universe. We don't say uh, it anymore. Maybe he's talking about Shazam, Captain Marvel. Oh, I think he is. I just said Jeff Dunn. You need to get up on the page. We say Shazam now. (laughs) Have you guys been watching Justice League action? I have not. No. That's been my goose fraba between any kind of like stress that the movies give you because it's just unrelenting fun it's a 15 minute show so they only show it with no commercial break and it's a self-contained story with Justice League and it's very fun it's like I like it better than Brave and the Bold it's a little less kiddie than Brave and the Bold but they're using it to, to use a lot of villains and a lot of random characters you almost always get like a Batman or a Superman in there but then they'll give you like Dr. Fate was in the last one and like this Mr. Magician they were all like kids but there, it turns out they were really under a spell spoilers um, that show has been a lot of fun. Now let's Just, back it up about thirty seconds and define that German word for us. Verboten? No, you. Oh, you said verboten. Verboten. Yeah. No, oh, okay. I, I said verboten. Oh, okay. Yeah, that yeah. I know what that is. Yeah, yeah. No, no. It's you know, we don't say it. Yes, it's forbidden. No, no, no. The other one you said after that. You said the Justice League is your oh goose from Yeah. What's oh, that? that's like the meditation thing that you say like goose from Oh, okay. Like from uh, 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 the uh, uh, what was the. Um, Anger management. Anger thank management. you very thank much. You. Anger management. <laughs> Jack you, Nicholson, voice. Adam Sandler, classic film. Classic film later made into a classic FX series with Charlie Sheen, which was picked up for a hundred episodes. episodes, three of which aired. Um, yes. uh, let's see. <laughs> what else do we have to talk about? Not a lot of news this week. Oh, Hans Zimmer. Uh, talking, throwing some shade. Just you know, Hans Zimmer said he's pretty much retired Oof. from Aww. making a superhero score. What was that? <laughs> <they're Aww>. <laughs> you see, but, but within that there is light, and so there is hope, and you see. So there it is. Um, he, uh, I guess he was. Uh, so uh, uh, what was it? Ron, who's Opie? What's his name? Ron uh, Howard. Ron Howard said to Hans Zimmer, "Like, don't who's say you're retired. Opie? Just say." Yeah, don't <laughs> I got say so many credits. <laughs> Come on, Opie's the most recent that you think of. 
Always back to Opie. Uh, Opie said to Hans, said, hey, don't, don't like cut off, you know, all superhero films. Just wait for the next amazing script. And so Hans is like, I think I will do what Opie says. And uh, there will only be next time it is amazing. And in this, he also said why he preferred Bale's Batman to Affleck's. Mm-hmm. And I think it was really just the idea that it was the whole story and it really all came back to the origin and his pain and then he was like, Affleck's Batman was just so angry and he didn't know why. It was just kind of grumpy. Yeah. yeah. The interesting thing to, uh, to me about this was reading that Hans Zimmer has the luxury of choosing know, his projects right? on how he likes the lead character. You know? Yeah. And, and what, what a joy as an artist to be able to do that, number one, and then to find something that you're so excited about that you can do something as beautiful as he's done for these films. You know, Hans Zimmer's... I, I mean, I guess Danny Elfman and Hans Zimmer, who else you got? Yeah. You know? I know. I mean, both those did such iconic things, both with Batman yeah. in, in such different ways. Yeah. You, know, I, I, you know, you can't hum the Hans Zimmer stuff like you can the Elfman stuff, but yeah. it's so moody and it's so perfect. I, I, I will say, like, I know some people liked it, and in BBS, I'm a little mixed on it, because sometimes with the Superman stuff, it's like every time Superman comes on, it's like, dun-dun. It's yeah. not... I love that theme, though. It's to, I, I, I really liked it in Man of Steel, but to me in BBS, it was just too much... It was like... I did watch an entire fan edit of Man of Steel using... Uh, Music from the original Superman oh, movie. Stop it. Does it change everything? It's it's pretty crazy how it tonally changes almost every scene. <laughs> like there's amazing. the scene where where he's a you know they're in the spaceship and he's talking to hologram dad. Yeah, and he's like you know you can save them, you can save all. And then yeah. right when it hits that up, you know the music swells. And oh, you're like, oh, okay, all right. Well, I mean I love the Man of Steel theme, but. There's something in that old music. It's always in there. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's true that that John Williams music is incredible. I mean, I was just thinking about like how whack would like when people were making their first Star Wars film, they thought they were making like such a schlocky B film, but that movie that that music classes it yeah. up to a whole different like galaxy. Yeah. Best of all time, John Williams, man. Literally. Best yeah. of all a time. Yeah. Far, far He's away. goat. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> Unless you're Alec Guinness, and in which case you're still like, nah, it was, but it was trash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to like his deathbed. It's like, not nah, trash. It's all trash. He's like, Tomorrow. I did Shakespeare. Yeah. <laughs> I just uh, thought Zimmer, it just seemed like such shade, the way that he was saying it. It's like, Ron said, don't say never. Just wait for a good script. Yeah. So I guess what I'm saying is, yeah. be better at your job, <laughs> it up, writers. Folks. Well, listen. Be as good at it as I am at music. If you could write that well, it'd be great. Yeah, you know, I think he was felt personally connected to those first, that Batman trilogy mm-hmm. and Nolan and Nolan's vision, and there was no shared universe. And then when they started this new universe, it was kind of like Nolan said, oh, this is what I would do with Man of Steel. And then they kind of took it and then gave it to Zack to clone... Nolan's idea because that had just worked for them and and then they tried to sort of like retroactively make Nolan's recipe work for the whole shared universe and I don't think it works that way. We're getting back to the too many cooks things, man. You know, it's like you want to get an auteur who has a vision and who can execute that vision and when that right person can put together the music and the actors and the script... You've got it. That's the producer's job to get that right. And that way, you know, Marvel had every advantage in that they had not their a lot of their main characters. And there was nobody watching them when they were doing, and they can just start making their films that they started making when they started with you know Iron Man and then Captain America. Just like now, it's like Warner Brothers already knows what's possible. So mm-hmm. it's like they have every intention. They, that's why they keep announcing all these films. And we're like, we're trying to, ah, we know it's there, but we just don't know how to get it. And it's like, 
Listen, I mean, people keep announcing these shared universes. It's getting, like, annoying. Like, who's asking for it? Uh, yeah, right when I said, they said, like, oh, we're still thinking about doing those two other Ghostbusters movies that are in the same universe. Jeez. And I'm like, wait, <laughs> who's asking for it? Just because you have the property, who's asking for it? Like, this idea of, like, making a Venom movie without Spider-Man? Right, I yeah, know. No, yeah, what? I, I'm starting to think, like, Sony is, like, they're like, yeah, we look how great we're doing with Marvel. However, oh boy. <laughs> here's some more madness well, cause for here, you. Here's the thing. These comic book movies seem to be most successful when you take the, the essence of what has been so successful for this enormous amount of time and you somehow distill that into mm. really good story, really good character. You know, if you take Venom, you could make a great Venom movie, but you're taking away a lot of the essence of that character. So now it's just like you're, you're rolling the dice. I don't know that it could be good. It, he's good because he is everything Peter Parker is, but the shadowy flip side, plus a little bit stronger, a little bit faster, and he knows his whole family. It creates It's the terror. foil between it, the two characters that creates the drama and creates the conflict and makes you involved. If you just have the standalone... Then you just got a cool alien costume thing, yeah. which yeah. doesn't mean anything. It's basically just like, look how cool you could look for Halloween if you buy the costume for this movie. Yeah. Which is why... Which is like, why do it? The only... Like, the movie in the Marvel Universe I'm looking the most forward to is Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, uh, me too. Because of Taika Waititi. Because I seen what he did with his movie Boy. I saw what he did with Hunt for the Wilder People. Boy? I know, yeah, he has, has a movie called Boy, which I is fantastic. It's on one. Netflix. Please watch it. It's oh, amazing. that's on Netflix? Yeah. Okay. It's amazing. Uh... And I know that he treats characters with, like, love and respect. And so I'm imagining what he's going to do now. We already see from, like, the promo shots, Thor's not going to have a hammer or any of that. So it's going to be, like... Haircut. Yeah. You got a haircut. <laughs> he doesn't have to wear a silly wig. Uh, I, I, I'm excited because my single favorite character, like, my two favorite all-time characters are Batman and the Hulk. Like, I probably have more uh -huh. comics of those characters than anything. So the fact that we're going to get, like, lots of Hulk love in there is just awesome, too. I'm very excited about that movie. Um... And that's coming right... That's going to be Justice League and Thor Ragnarok in the same month. Yeah. yeah. That's going to be the greatest November of all Novembers. <laughs> like, a November Christmas to remember? If no one be, blinks. It will, this wrestling guy, are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> Monty, listen, if there's no room, I might quit the show so you could stay on the show. You're awesome, dude. A November to remember. Um, Venom is nothing without Spider-Man, says Zeno Hour. Yeah, it's like, I agree. I agree. It's just like... it. And again, it's just the idea that like these studios were like, Here's what's coming, here's what's coming without creating the demand. It's like you want people to want and to envision what it's going to be. You're excited for Thor Ragnarok with Taika Waititi because of Marvel's track record. You know... Mostly because of him. Because like the Thor movies aren't the ones I like in the series very much. But it's because of him I go, okay, I have a feeling this is going to be great. Right, but he's never made an effects-driven no. $100 million movie before. But you know all that stuff's going to be taken care of. Yeah. So And that's what they do. They say, like, listen, we know we got that stuff. But we know that that doesn't mean anything without the this. Yeah. It's got to be the character first. We, we, we got that other stuff. That stuff only works if... That this stuff works first. Mm -hmm. I don't know. That's Which just you have to recognize, otherwise you get a whole lot of flash and no substance. Yes. Yeah. I, I mean, Suicide Squad. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> yeah. some kind of suicide. You get squad. really <laughs> awesome posters. Right. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I always go back. I say like, if you had a great like, I always I I know I'm like a broken record, but I'm like I go back to like Kill Bill. You know, which is a, vil a film because it's a film about a band of villains, even though it really follows one. But you've never met them before. There's no comic books with any of those people before. But he gives you just a little scene or just a little monologue that builds the legend of that character in the mind of the audience. Yeah. So that when you see this person on screen, you already heard about this insanely badass thing they've done. And then they exist for you. 
Mm-hmm. So, well, I mean... That's why it doesn't bother me too much to hear about secondary characters getting their films with smaller budgets. I feel like, mm-hmm. you know, a Venom movie or a Cyborg movie or something could be really good with a with a, with a a vision of how this character should go. You're kind of freed up a little bit. You don't have to get it right into this narrow mm-hmm. thing that everyone's expecting from Bruce Wayne, you know, where people get upset when he kills. That's... You know, where you, there's more room for creation. You're absolutely right. And I think, like, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy is a great example for that. Even like, Iron Man's a great example of that, to yeah. be honest. When that first came out, I don't think anyone would be like, everyone's excited for that Iron Man movie. <laughs> yeah, no, you know. guys better not dick up Iron Man. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when X-Men was in it, like, coming out. If someone told you, hey, they're going to be making an Iron Man movie soon, you'd be like, I don't care, X-Men's on. Right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, you know, and, and, and they did a lot. You know, you could look back at that first X-Men right now and, like, look at how dated it is. But it started in a Holocaust camp, and then mm-hmm. it had Wolverine in a steel cage. You almost couldn't fail after those right, two Yeah, no kidding, yeah. right? That's it. I mean, like, you, you had me for the rest of the time. I don't care about the suits. I don't care about bad effects. Tyler Maine showing up. Uh, you know, anything like that. Anyway, we're getting off topic. The topic yeah. is DC movie news. We love it. Uh, let's move on now, because that's all we're going to say about movies. And in this all-musical episode, uh, a live rendition of the TV Time theme. Let's see if everyone uh, knows the words. Sing along. It's time for Roxy Stryer's TV Time. Sing along with me this rhyme. Roxy Stryer's TV Time. She, she thinks, thinks that the flesh is fine. DC movie news, it's time to talk. TV Time! Yes, Greg Berlanti, where you at? Okay, so it's TV Time. Um, first of all, let's get the elephant out in the room out of the other way. Uh, the Flash <laughs> musical episode. <laughs> I loved it. What it we was think? so good. It was so good. Um, yeah, I, you know, do you think, here's the one question I have. I'm very curious. Do you think it was per Warner Brothers or CW? That they couldn't sing in costume. Oh, I didn't. I hmm. didn't put I didn't that together at all. That. Nobody thought about that. Like you oh. never saw Supergirl sing no. or the Flash that's sing. A good, that's a good point. I and I was wondering that. because of the modern gift culture and everything, mm. and maybe Warner Brothers didn't want like. Well, they even the said, silly... "How do we never have?" I like when he said, "He can Flash." Never... How do we not already have a gif of that? Right. right. Cisco even flat out said it. So oh, that did he is. Say that? Yeah. yeah, he said. Oh, oh wait, Barry, you can sing. How do we not already have a gif of that? Oh, because. I was wondering. I'm like, how do you not miss the opportunity to have them in their in their in their outfits? But um, you know, this to me, like, for the, at first, I was like, oh, this is a throwaway episode. Um, I had the bar set very low for this right. one. Did you think? Spoilers, guys. UK, everyone. Did you guys see it? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, and what did you think? Uh, I thought it was really fun. I had a great time watching it. I thought we saw some legit. Legit musical performances. Jesse yes. Martin. Great talent. Jesse yeah. Martin. I mean, oh my god! You know, he did uh, Rent on Broadway, I, I think, I, for years. I didn't know that. And yeah, he was in the movie. You know, the first movie musical I ever saw was Godspell with Victor Garber playing Jesus. So, I mean, that guy's been singing for forty years. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, you know, real, real talent. I will say, from a musician standpoint, knowing all the songs except for the two originals, right. I thought the two originals were perfect for the mm-hmm. episode, um, and. Were were I? It made me want more original music rather than the guys and dolls thing. Right. And you know, I thought she did a nice job on Moon, Moon River, River, but I would have really the, the the quality of the original music was so solid. I wanted to see more of that. Well, Definitely. Rachel Bloom, Rachel Bloom is so talented, yeah. and so her doing Super Friends that was the one that I really so wanted good. to see. So right. that was the one so that she, I was. She wrote it, or yeah, she, she wrote it. Okay. She wrote it, and and it was 
brilliant. And you could definitely feel the Rachel Bloom in it because there were even parts where it was like, oh my gosh, that was even delivered, like how she would have mm-hmm. in Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, just little buttons of things that were just She's the creator of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend? Yeah, she, yeah. she completely created Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, okay. which is I've never seen it, but I hear it's great. Yeah, she's a great it's songwriter. Uh, great songwriter and perfect for this. You know, and then the final song was written by Benj, the guy from La La Land. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, oh, okay. Running Home to You? Yeah. yeah. Was it Running Home to You? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because when I saw it on the on the tape when he was going to play her to the CD or something, yeah. I, was, I thought it was going to be the Ozzy song, Mama <laughs> <Yeah>. Coming Home. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been awesome. Um, what did you think? I I loved it. I'm a I'm actually a big musical fan. Obviously, no. So I I had a really high bar. Also, I love like the musical episodes of shows. Like Scrubs, uh-huh. to me, has one of the oh, best musical amazing. episodes. Buffy, uh, Buffy, of course. Uh, my only complaint was not enough songs. To be I fair, I wish that there was more original. There That's... was like a, there was like the same amount of songs as they had in Scrubs, and Scrubs yeah. is a 22 minute show. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's like the one thing where. Like, there are moments even when they would start talking, I'm like, here it comes, here's the intro to another, and then they would just keep talking for five minutes, and I was like, wait, no, yeah, no, I give do me another feel song. Like that was kind of a missed opportunity, because the world was set up, like, you have to fit all of the requirements of this, or you're going to die in this and die in real life. I think that was definitely yeah, an opportunity sure. that they say, okay, well, we have to sing everything. I mean, obviously, Jesse L. Martin was... Amazing, and Victor Garber actually—he uh, said he didn't want to—he he demanded to be in the episode because he wanted to do a duet with Jesse L. Martin. Wow. He got to sing in both shows this yeah. week. He said he's like, he's like, no, I need to be in this episode. I want to do a duet with him. Like, no ifs, ands, or buts. That's what I got to do. So that's what they did. And they were together. Were they a couple? Yeah, yeah. 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 With Barrowman popping in at the end. Well, what was uh, interesting was that you saw them say, you know, we can't be together. Our love is forbidden, right? Yeah. Okay. And you you infer that that, that it's racial, right? And mm-hmm. then you see the two dads together. Yeah. That's not an issue, and you realize it's because they're the fathers of the opposing crime mm-hmm. families. So I thought it tackled some fun stuff, yeah. some serious stuff, kind of in a fun way. Yeah. Um, if I got to be super picky, I would say that there was no uh, danger. You know, the villain. Yeah. It wasn't danger. It was just oh, yeah. like. Impish. You well, know? it was impish. It was it was totally like a, a, a mixolpidolid yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, that's why I thought they should have just used, but... Um, exactly. They yeah, couldn't but, use the Glee guy. But he was a Glee that. guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I thought, you know, the whole time I'm thinking, I know this is like wrong to say whatever, but it's like Greg Berlante is a gay guy. I've never met a gay man that doesn't love musicals. And he was like, fine, I'm giving you all your shows. Here's one for me. You know, one for me, 187 for you. But like... Can I just say who the, be- the biggest surprise of the night was? Uh, the guy, I forget his character's name on Supergirl. Uh, he's the uh, the tech mm-hmm. guy on Supergirl. What's his name? Cisco. Oh, oh no, no, not no, Cisco. no, 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 Supergirl on Flash. Um, on Supergirl, he's uh, oh, he came oh, in. Oh, oh, oh. Um, yeah. can you? Uh, We're all good. Oh. Win. Toymaker's kid. Win, win, win. His voice is amazing. Yeah, I was blown away. Yeah. Um, I think the biggest shocker of that was that the end of the episode that they used the song to really tie something together that had been happening on the show. And did you see yeah. it coming? I didn't see, I didn't see it coming. I didn't either. And I totally bought it. And like the last minute too. And you're like, what? Yeah. I've been furious over the back and forth of that thing. I'm like, just whatever. Stay engaged. Right. Who cares? You know, like if it could it kept help you from like Savitar. But I love that they broke, yeah. broke it off yes. and then did that again. It was Flash, by the way. Barry. 
kind of a dick this season. It's getting, it's getting yeah. kind of annoying. Yeah, I'm glad that he's finally starting to make some good decisions. It's um, just funny that it had to be in song form. That can yeah. dovetail <laughs> to he has a song in his heart. What other, um, what other shows did you see? Did you see uh, Legends of Tomorrow? You caught up, caught up in that? Yeah, all caught up with all of them. That's been, I think that's been my favorite this season. Legends of Tomorrow? I just love how bananas Legends of Tomorrow is. That's it's, why, and I feel like there's always so much for them to do, and because it moves on, you don't have to drag it on as much. I feel like there's just always different fun things you can have them doing because of the nature of the show mm-hmm. um, and I love Mick's character oh, it's been Rory? so much fun yeah Roar like Dominic Purcell is so oh, good yeah, he, had, he, had a gr- he had a great line uh, this week where he, he was like Oh, he talked about the Spear of Destiny. Yeah. He's like, oh, it's really good to scratch yourself with. Yeah. He's like, you scratched your back with the Spear of Destiny? Yeah. He said, I didn't say my back. Yeah. <laughs> and then and last, Sarah, and Sarah just drops it. Last like, week, yeah. he's like, yeah, you're my assistant, and Victor Garber's over here. He's like, you can't be serious. He's like, no, I am serious. Go get me a beer. Go get me a beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so uh, that's good. And then, like, his character actually, interesting stuff. Spoilers. Yeah. And Snart is the thing I've missed. Oh, yeah. The most in Legends of Tomorrow. They both have such an, a campy kind of, like, delivery, but it, they make it work so oh, well. Oh, absolutely. Are they like that on Prison Break as well? Like, is it... No, I think it's more serious. Okay. <laughs> I've never seen it. Um, but, so what do you think for that? I'm wondering, because I know Prison Break is coming back, and I know actors can do multiple shows, but are we gearing up to see Rory redeem himself? Because at this point, he double-crosses the team, but you could tell he regrets it. If he's going to redeem himself, I don't see him just going back to the team. Are we seeing um, Rory about to go down in Blaze of Glory? Rory in a Blaze of Glory? I wouldn't be surprised if we see a a very drastic change to the lineup next season. Well, from the beginning, they've said that Legends of Tomorrow would have a rotating cast, I thought, right? Isn't that what we've kind of been expecting? Yeah. So it makes sense. Yeah. Rory's down in a blaze of glory. Oh, we got to pay rights for that one. Oh, yeah. sorry. Was Original it, music only. Do we get like five seconds or something free? Um, I thought Arrow was really strong this week. Yeah. A Dolph Lundgren, finally. You got the Dolph Lundgren fight I've been waiting you had, for. You had a great action scene. I thought you saw some of the best acting Stephen Amell's pulled off on Arrow. In that a long was torture. Time. That scene was real torture. Did you get to see it? Did you see Arrow this week? Okay. Arrow was good this week. Oh, my God. That was rough. That was a really, really rough kind of episode. And Chase completely sold me in this episode on him. Uh, you know, the whole thing. I don't want to spoil anything. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to. I, I really yeah. did like it. And I liked that his... See, the problem with these shows sometimes is like there's so, such a team. There's so many players. Mm-hmm. Notice that they got the team out of the way. Like, when yeah, they have... it's when they focus on one thing that that's when you really get the highlight episodes that you're engaged the whole time. Which goes back to the whole... Like flashback. Yeah, the 23 yeah. episodes is just insane. It's too long. It's it just too lot. many. And I, and I get why they have to do it because it becomes too expensive if you have to keep producing a show mm-hmm. from scratch for eight or twelve episodes. Well, I have a solution for that. Just six musical episodes a season. <laughs> just there six musical right. episodes? Yeah. I'm just surprised it. that they don't break it up into like part A, part B. Like a lot mm. of other networks they, do where they, they have the same order but it's broken up so that there's a little bit more space in between yeah. so that the writers have a break. More space, you mean actual time. Like actual kinda, time. You, Gotham has done that this year. Gotham's yeah. taking a lot of breaks it seems like. But I feel like they could do more because it's been kind of one of them will be gone on the CW, but mm. you never know which one each week. Like it's just like look, we've got a lot going on. Like one of them just isn't going to be here, but yeah, we're not going to tell you until the actual. It's like just schedule it out, have a break in between, do part A, part B. I agree yeah. because um, this week was perfect. I, Arrow, I, I loved it. I know we have to uh, we have to go soon, but so uh, what about Supergirl? 
This week, have we seen Supergirl with Terry Hatcher and Hercules, Kevin Sorbo? Uh, yeah, I would say I was not disappointed. Disappointed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought it was fun, but I just really disliked the whole Monel her storyline, so I just kind of wish it was just gone. I'm oh. with you on that. I'm really Boy, I, could, I could be done with Monel, man. Oh, it's done. I'm, I don't need Frank. Bring back Callista. What about oh, Wynn and uh, Wynn and his alien girlfriend, his alien comedy? I actually like girlfriend. that a lot. I love anytime they go to the bar. It reminds me of like the old Buffy and Angel episodes where it's just like, let's stick some random prosthetics on a dude's head and, <laughs> and have, have a shoot pool. pool. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Just, it's the best. Oh yeah. That was uh, I, yeah, I liked I liked that storyline too. I actually liked Guardians fight scene and that kind of part when when they confronted all those aliens. I that did was too, actually and I'm not a good. crazy fan of the whole Guardian thing. Well, I, I don't know that he needs to be Jimmy Olsen, but nobody seems to respect Jimmy Olsen in yeah. any universe anymore. So no, my favorite moment is uh, I think it was in the last episode where it had like the Zod style. Uh, static on the TVs to warn of like the oh, yeah, yeah. thing, and then they cut to Jimmy, and he has all the TVs behind him because he's in Catco, but he's in a tank top, and I'm like, he's at work right now. What are you doing? <laughs> like I know the sun's out, but the guns don't need to be out, Jimmy. Like relax. Sorry, James. James. Um, oh, oh, oh. EV Party ninety seven. Oh yeah, I totally agree with you. Madam Gao is the best thing of Iron Fist. I don't want to crap on other shows, but this was the first Marvel Netflix show I wasn't a big fan of. I haven't watched say. it yet because I'm afraid. Uh, listen, I know it's not our subject. I will just say it. Uh, it drops the ball in a way that, like, you know. Into the Badlands does amazing martial arts. For whatever you think of the show, it's like the martial arts should be better. Like everything about it doesn't work as good as it should. I just it's a little love bit of a there bummer. are all these articles that are like, this is everything you need to know about this show without actually having to watch it. <laughs> and, and listen, it's like, oh, ouch. And listen, I don't want to be like snarky. I'm like super happy about all the stuff we're getting right now. I just feel like as fans, we say, hey, this is what we didn't like. We'll be back next time. Yeah. Make it better. We just got to let you know. I, I don't get to like, sh- you know, crap on all these people that work so hard to make these shows. And then as soon as like, it's just that the bar has been set so high right now. And, yeah. I, you know, I think that Daredevil show is amazing. Like, I, you know, anyway, um, we love it all. We're, we're huge fans of this stuff and we want it all to succeed. Guys, this was a really fun show. I didn't know what it was going to be like when, when it got here, you know, with all this new energy in the room. But everybody seemed to have gotten along just fine. <laughs> So, uh, Bobby, uh, let people know where they can find you and and, and, and uh, pimp something if you'd like to. Yeah, uh, check me out on Twitter, Instagram, at Bobby Bogner, and come see me play with the Bogner Brothers. Oh, when are you playing next? Uh, we're playing in a couple weeks, so just tweet at me and I'll get you the info. All right, go to the show. They're great. Thank you. Elena! Yeah, I'm Elena Jordan. You can find me on Twitter at Elena Jordan and on Instagram at that Elena Jordan girl. You can also catch me back here tonight on uh, After Buzz TV doing the wrap-up for Face Off. And I also do the radio drama relativitypodcast.com. Wow, that's yeah. cool. Where is that? Um, that's it's on you can find it on relativitypodcast.com. Relativity it's Podcast. with um yeah, with Lee Shack, the person that I know who wrote for Star Trek. Oh wow. Actually wrote this. So there you go. Awesome, awesome, <laughs> Paul. Uh, you can check, catch me on Twitter at the Paul Ponte, also at SWG Podcast. My podcast is called The Screen Watchers Guild, thescreenwatchersguild.com. And if you go to the interviews tab, you'll hear an interview that I did with Johnny LaQuasto. Oh my god. Dude, okay. so much freaking content for you people. How do you ever leave your house? Don't leave your house. Keep your pajamas on. Order Postmates and stay in because it's going to be a long night of listening pleasure. I'm Adam Gertler. You can find me at Adam Gertler on Twitter and Instagram. Find me on FX Movie Download. Eat my sausage at Dog 
Treehouse. Uh, also, you know, uh, wish Roxy Stryer well at Roxy Stryer. She's in Barcelona. At Mike Kalinowski, who's mm-hmm. doing some stuff, and at Jay Quasto, who you know, for for you know, th- if nothing else, thank Johnny for giving us ball. Who's Woo! awesome? Thank we'll you. see you next time on DC Movie News. Bye. Producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, Christian Harloff, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network. We would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of its owners or principals.